welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This sermon is taken from the 2011 Annual Missions Conference. This is the evening service of Saturday the 4th of June, 2011. Here's Brother Richard Rolls. Good to see each one of you here. And uh, most of all, I'm glad the Lord's here. Amen. And someone might say, Preacher, how do you know the Lord's here? I know because he said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there will I be in the midst of them. And we're gathered together in the Lord's name, so he's present. Amen. And uh, no question about it. Did you find a laptop preacher? That's something else. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay. All right. But, uh, Again, we uh, we do appreciate the good meal that you prepared, and uh, Brother Larry and myself and one or two others at the table that I was sitting at, we tried to eat enough so that nobody would feel like that we were not enjoying the meal. Uh, amen? And I, I mean, now don't anybody get up preaching on gluttony, you know, I mean, that had nothing, that, Amen? All right. Uh, I want to say that I so appreciate this church standing with us in our ministry. We go into so many uh, smaller, struggling churches that I I don't know of any way that we could uh, actually carry on the ministry that God's given us apart from having churches like this to stand with us. And uh, the cost of fuel is absolutely going uh, out of reason what we're normally accustomed to paying. But... uh, it's uh, churches like this that helps us and makes the difference. And I have pastors, I've had pastors in the past that tell me time and again, Brother Rawls, when we get to where we can afford to take care of you, uh, we want to we wanna have you to come in and do a meeting for us. And I'm glad to tell those pastors, look, we have some churches that help us. And you do what you can, and uh, we'll come anyway. And so you have a part in uh, helping us in our ministry in such a definite and positive way. And we raise funds from that Pisgah Baptist Church, the printing ministry, in conjunction with going out and raising funds for missionaries. I told our pastor when we went to the church there and started this ministry uh, working with Mount Pisgah in the Bible printing, I said, now the mission conference ministry is our main focus, our main ministry. And, uh, you know, I want you to understand that. I don't, don't, think I'm going to come and just concentrate on raising funds for Bibles. Uh, and I could raise, I'm confident I could raise much more if I did that. But uh, God placed me in the mission conference ministry to help raise funds for missionaries. And uh, he did that first. Amen. But uh, the Lord let us uh, see fit uh, to uh, have, uh, let's see, we just had a telethon. Uh, let me think. It was last Friday night, a week ago, I believe it was. Is that right? No, it was a week this past uh, yesterday. I get mixed up all that jet lag crossing the ocean and everything. But but uh, we had a goal of uh, $150,000 U.S. dollars. And, uh, and uh, let me think, in one Friday night and a half a day Saturday, and they did have a, a little bit that was the Saturday before, but God gave us $138,000 committed for the ministry. And uh, 
you might think that's a lot of money. So, well, will that do you for a whole year? No, it's a, it's a good lick, but, uh, uh, our expense right now is getting close to a half a million U.S. dollars each year for the operation of the print shop. And that is with a lot of people coming in that volunteer their time and their labor. We do have some full-time paid uh, staff members that work in the shop full-time. But so many of the people that come in and help us with uh, collating and binding, trimming, and so on, uh, they donate their time. And there's one day each week where uh, these people come in. They come in other days as well if they want to, but one day especially that we do this. And literally tens of thousands uh, of Bibles, New Testament, John Romans are being printed. And uh, this year, uh, we haven't started it yet. Uh, I was thinking that we had, but the pastor said we are getting ready. And we're going to print in the uh, Gilbertese language. And uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, of the island that uh, the uh, scripture is going to, but these people, we've never printed in that language before. And it's like 20,000 Bibles that we're planning on whole Bibles for that, for that people. That'll be the first time we print in English, German, uh, French, Spanish, uh, basically all of the major languages in the Philippines, the uh, Tagalog, the language that's spoken there. Uh, we've printed tens of thousands, thousands, thousands of Bibles that's gone into there. And, uh, so we're staying busy. Amen. And uh, you pray for us personally. Nora told me, and she's told me more than once. She said, honey, you're setting a schedule that I'm having great difficulty keeping up with. And she said, we need to cut back. And I said, babe, I, I, we're so close. I believe we're so extremely close to the coming of the Lord. I don't want to cut back. <laughs> I want to fill every free spot. Amen. And I want to keep going. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I have a real problem sleeping at night if for some reason I'm not preaching. Amen. And uh, I'm telling you, I can't, I just can't sleep if I'm not preaching. So uh, you pray for us. The Lord will help us to stay busy, stay on the road. Uh, Nora's eyes, her eyesight has, uh, I'm glad the Lord's given us an excellent report on the, uh, on her heart. Uh, a specialist two and a half years ago told us, that people with the condition, the heart condition or has, uh, do not live very long. In fact, he said that more than once and uh, repeating it. And I think he was trying to drive the point home. In fact, he did not even give her a follow-up appointment. But uh, we uh, used a number of holistic remedies, and I'm not glorifying those, but uh, we had a world, I mean a world of prayer going up for her. And the same doctor that told us two and a half years ago that she did not have long to live uh, has completely reversed his uh, his prognosis. Uh, we went and she had a complete series of tests done since May, the, the uh, actually since Tuesday, the first Tuesday of May. And... Uh, they did uh, the electrocardiogram scan, sonar, uh, nuclear stress test, you name it, they did it. And I went when the doctor gave us the uh, uh, test results, and he said, uh, he said, you have the heart of a 20-year-old. 
He said, your heart muscle is good. The uh, heart valves are good. There's no disease in the heart and on and on. And I'm thinking, yeah, amen. yeah, amen. And uh, I uh, almost felt like standing up and shouting, amen. And uh, he said, everything points to a long life. And uh, he said, the only problem that you have in your heart is that you have two circuits, electrical circuits, that are pulsing a little bit slow. And he said that, that can be taken care of with a uh, pacemaker if necessary. He said it might be down the road, you know, some years from now, that you would have to have a pacemaker. But he emphasized the might. And I said, amen. And I want to thank you for praying for her. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. But... I want to ask you to uh, begin praying for her eyesight. Uh, she had cataract uh, surgery uh, back, I don't know, I guess maybe three years, four years ago, something like that, and that helped her sight. But she needs uh, the corneas uh, of her eyes need to be replaced. So she needs the corneal operations for uh, that, and uh, they would insert or put in the cornea from other people's eyes, maybe they're died in accidents or whatever. And there's always a possibility of your body rejecting uh, something like that. And so please, please be in prayer for us on that. Uh, I'm, I've turned 75. I know I don't look that old. You're very kind. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Hook. Was you the one? Yeah. See me after service, Brother. I got to Yeah. Amen. But uh, I'm compelled to do about 95%, if not 98% of the driving. And, uh, you know, we go on trips where we, even after break it up, we go drive basically all day one day and spend the night and then drive all day the next day just one way. And uh, I know I'm strong, but I'm not quite that strong. <laughs> Amen. And uh, it would help so much when she could even drive for like one hour. Uh, occasionally, you know, to give me a little break. But we're getting to the point where we can't even do that. And so, or she can't do that. So her her I, her driver's license exam is due February the 5th. And uh, I, uh, I know that she's not going to be able to pass it unless the Lord intervenes. So we're praying very, very definitely. And unless the Lord changes, we're going to proceed with the cornea transplant. At, or am, I, am I pronouncing that word right? Is it cornea? Corneal. Cornea transplant. Okay. And so be much in prayer. Be much in prayer that the Lord would uh, help her not to lose her eyesight. Uh, I asked the, the uh, doctor that would do this. I said, what if her body rejects the transplant? She said, oh, well, just put some new ones in. Well, that's fine. But what if the body rejects those? And we was talking to an optometrist, and she did say that it's possible, a different doctor, and she did say that it would be possible that Nora would lose her eyesight if uh, her body, you know, persisted in rejecting the transplant. So pray with us on that. We're probably going to go with one eye uh, and then see how she does with that. And after we are assured that uh, she's not, her body's not going to reject that, then we'll uh, go with the other eye. So... Please, please be in prayer for us, okay? All right. Thanks again for that good meal, ladies. And did any of you guys help with that?
that cooking. There's one. I know he did. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. We enjoyed that. All right, turn your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 20. I want to review, review briefly the matter of faith, promise, giving. And I want to talk to you about five ways the Lord will use to provide our faith promise. And all of these are based on Scripture. Now, I have mentioned these in passing. I don't know if I've ever preached a message or on this, and but I'm not going to, you know, hold you a long time. Uh, I, I kind of got this feeling that you wouldn't mind going home and resting after that good meal. Did you say amen, Brother Peter? There you go. I appreciate a man being honest. Amen. All right. Uh, somebody said, give us three points in a poem. Let's go, preacher. <laughs> All right. Uh, in the book of Acts chapter 20, verses 33 through 35, Paul said, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. And the apostle Paul now, he said, yea, you yourselves know that these hands, speaking of his own, have ministered unto my necessities. And he did work as a tent maker, but he did not simply minister to his own necessities. Look at the last part of verse 34. He said, and to them that were with me. So here's a missionary, pardon me, here's a missionary that is giving to other missionaries to help them. Then he said in verse 35, he said, in effect, I've set an example for you. He said, I've showed you all things, how that soul laboring, that is following this same example, same pattern, you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, now look at these next words. It is more blessed to give than to receive. That is just as true as John 3.16. It is more blessed to give than to receive. When we receive, boy, you turn, about, turn around about two times and what you've received is gone. But when you give, especially giving into the Lord's work, you've made an investment for eternity and I would say these words with total clarity of consciousness, uh, conscience if the Lord was sitting right here on the front seat. We're making an investment for eternity. Somebody says, preacher said, don't give me pie in the sky. I want the pie in the pantry. Well, don't take the pie in the pantry at the expense of the pie in the sky. Okay. Now, uh, faith promise is supporting 90 percent of the missionaries around the world. Only 10 percent of the churches that do faith promise, or pardon me, that give to missions use faith promise. But from those 10 percent of churches comes 90 percent of all that's given to missions. If we took away faith promise giving, that means in effect, unless God worked a miracle, nine out of every 10 missionaries on the field would be compelled to come home. Now, I see that, and I'm saying to myself, God is in faith, promise, giving. He's in it. And uh, uh, we, we're seeing so much done with the churches that are giving to faith, promise, but if we could simply get everybody involved and even heartily involved in the churches that already use faith promise there's so much more that could be done now let me quickly give you five ways the lord may supply 
See, everything we do in our Christian lives, we need to do it depending on the Lord's power to enable us, asking him to work through us and in us and to uh, do this. And listen, if you will do this, approach it from that sense. Don't approach it just like, well, oh, man, I don't know what I can, you know. It's not what I can do. Ask the Lord to manifest himself and him working through us. And if you'll do this, your faith promise giving can transform your life. I think of a preacher right now named Eddie Darling, pastor of a church in New York over in the United States, and he, he gives the testimony. He said, folk, faith promise giving changed my life. He was a faithful member attending a good church in uh, North Tonawanda, New York. <coughs> but, <clears throat> pardon me, when he heard faith promise uh, presented, he got involved. God started working in his life, ended up calling him to preach. And now he's pastoring a church, and he's hanging with it. I mean, he's doing a good job. And you'd be blessed to hear that man preach. Amen. But uh, uh, how does God provide for our faith promise? Number one, he may use our employment. He did that with Paul. See, Paul was working with his hands, and it was through extra work that he did that God enabled him to give to those that labored with him. Fellow missionaries, if you please. And we've seen this. I uh, had a man, Charleston, South Carolina, and one of the churches we had gone to, and I presented Faith Promise uh, one year, went back the next year. And this man and the pastor and the pastor's wife and this man's wife, uh, we all met, had a meal uh, the night before the meeting was to begin the next uh, day. And he said, Brother Rawls said, you know, you presented Faith Promise last year and said the Lord may use your employment uh, to provide your Faith Promise. I said, yes. He said, our company works ardently against us getting overtime. But he said, since I've started giving to Faith Promise, he said, I'm getting so much overtime. He looked, kind of smiled. He said, I'm praying about cutting back on my Faith Promise. I can't hardly handle all this overtime. <laughs> See, God does that. I've known of the Lord giving people a raise. I've known of the Lord giving bonuses and, uh, you know, just different things. I remember a man in another church, a different situation, and the second night, uh, no, it was, uh, I guess it was the first night of the meeting, he stood up and he was back about, you know, two-thirds of the way back on the right-hand side and uh, a sizable number of people there. And he said, folk, I've already been praying about my faith promise. And he said, the Lord has already shown me what I am to give. And he said, I, I, there is no way that I can do this apart from the Lord helping me. And he said, besides this, he said, I, I have a daughter that's entering college this next week. And he said, I don't have the funds that are necessary to help her. Uh, supplement the grant or whatever she had. He said, I don't have the funds for that. This man goes to work the next day, came to church that night, gave the testimony. The boss called him in and uh, into his office. He's out working, and the man goes around, walking around, stopped behind this man's machine, watched him for a while. Then he said, hey, turn your machine off. Come on in the office. And he said, I went in the office with him, and he told me, he said, have a seat over there. He said, I sat down across from his desk, this man sat down behind the desk, and he said, he called his name. He said, you've made me a good employee. And he said, I want you to know that I appreciate that. And he said, we talked for a bit. And then he said to him, he said, listen, 
he said, I, I want to say again, I appreciate you. And he said, I'm going to give you a raise that will be reflected on your next paycheck. And he said, I understand also that you have a daughter entering college. And he said, I'm going to add some extra to help you with that. He said, folk, the raise that man gave me is enough to cover my faith promise and to cover the additional amount that I needed for my daughter's college tuition. And God used his employment in doing that. Second way the Lord may supply, and I could give you many other illustrations, but the second way the Lord may supply, he may give you a gift or number of gifts. And in the scriptures, you find uh, where the Lord has done this. In, uh, in the book of Luke, chapter 8, verses 1 through 3, a number of people are named that ministered to the Lord of their substance. Luke, chapter 19, verse 34, a donkey was needed, you know, for the Lord. In, in the gospel of John, chapter 6, uh, there was uh, a boy that gave his lunch, five loaves and two fishes. And the Lord may give you a gift or a number of gifts. I think about a pastor named Terry Wilson. I think, Brother uh, Curtis, you you met him. And uh, Brother Wilson called me one day. And he said, Brother Rawls, he said, uh, I want to share a blessing with you. We were just talking. And he said, my wife and I went to the bank this morning, so on Monday, and to deposit our check. And he said, uh, he said, we really needed an additional $100. They'd given their faith promise and uh, on Sunday and their tithes and offerings. But he said, we really needed an additional $100 that we didn't have. And he said, we're ready to go through, just about ready to pull, go through the drive-through teller's window. And he said, all of a sudden, Jane, his wife, said, honey, back up, back up, please, back up. Let's not go to this bank. He said, Jane, why? We're right here, ready. She said, I don't know why. Just please back up. He said, okay. So he said, we backed up. And uh, she said, let's go to the other bank over the way. So he drives uh, almost across town, you know, and he gets over there. And uh, he said, as we're driving up on the, the asphalt there, getting ready to go through the drive-thru. He said, I saw some look like litter over to the side. And he said, as we got closer, I realized it was money. He said, I got out of my car, walked over and picked it up, said, guess how much it was? $100. Amen. And then he added this. He said, it sure does pay to listen to your wife sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> By the way, I found it's, it's pretty good to listen to your wife most all the time. Amen. <laughs> yes. Let me, get, let, me, let me just interject something on a family note here, fellas. It'll help you immensely. Can I do that? Yes, dear. <laughs> You've got to learn how to put that musical, you know. Yes, dear. <laughs> hey, by the way, if, we'll be, if, we, if we will be more loving, kind, and cooperative, it's amazing how the ladies will be more cooperative. Amen. Just interject that, okay? Didn't cost anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next thing, uh, number three, and again, I, let, me, let me share one of them. There's a preacher named Arnold Whitson, and uh, he committed, just getting involved in Faith Promise, he committed $10 a week, U.S. dollars, and uh, this back several years ago would be the equivalent maybe of 20 a week now, but whatever. Uh, and he told me, he said, Brother Ross, he said, I 
I took, uh, he said, I just kind of stepped out on faith. Everybody running real close. He said, I committed us for $10 a week. And uh, so I said, okay, good, brother. And uh, so I said, let me know any uh, unusual testimony or whatever you have on faith promise. I said, I appreciate knowing about it. So he calls me the very next day, calls me on Monday. He said, Brother Rawls, he said, this Arnold Whitson, he said, I want to tell you, he said, this thing of faith promise really works. I said, I know it does. I said, what's happened? He said, well, you know, I told you yesterday I was going to drive over as about a maybe a four or five hundred mile trip to visit his son that lived in, all the way across the state of Tennessee and part of Georgia, uh, going to visit their son. And he said, uh, I told the church about it. And he said, Monday morning today, he said, my phone rang. Said a couple of my church members, man and wife, and they said, Pastor said, uh, uh, understand you're going out of town today. I said, please don't leave till we get there. We're coming over to see you. Said, uh, I said, okay. So he said, they came over and said, they told me, said, Pastor said, uh, uh, said we, uh, you're going to take this trip today. He said, traveling costs a lot of money these days. He said, we want to give you a love gift. He said, preacher, they gave us $500. He said, man, that's our faith promise for the entire year except for two weeks. He said, I got 50 weeks to pray in that other $20. <laughs> Isn't God good? Hey, these things strengthen your faith when you see the Lord doing this. But uh, uh, I said the Lord may give us through our employment, our faith promise, may give us a gift or a number of gifts. Number three, he may rearrange our outgo. Uh, less sickness, less car trouble, better deal on the groceries, clothes, and less maintenance on the house, rebuke the devourer, may give us wisdom to be better stewards of what we already have to manage the funds better. Nehemiah 9, 21, and then uh, also in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 29, verse 5, when the children of Israel brought the offerings that God said to give for the building of the tabernacle, they did it. They gave gold, silver, brass, and uh Badger skin dyed red and, you know, the uh, ram skin dyed red, pardon me, not the badger skin, but so on. And uh, they did exactly what the Lord said through Moses. You know what God did? The Lord blessed their clothing and their shoe leather and their clothing and their shoes did not wax old for 40 years. Can you imagine wearing one pair of shoes that lasts 40 years, or a lady's dress not getting old, 40 years. Whoa, I can't imagine a man's suit not getting old in 40 years. I said to a fellow one time, I said, man, that's a slick suit you got on there. He said, daughter, baby, said it's old enough. <laughs> hey, listen, God blessed Israel, and the Lord can rearrange our outgo. And then uh, number four, the Lord may give us the spirit to sacrifice joyfully. In the, in the uh, uh, Macedonian churches, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 10, they gave out of deep poverty. When Paul was hesitant to receive the offering, they prayed him, the Bible says, with much entreaty that he would receive the gift and take upon uh, them the fellowship, of min the fellowship of ministering unto the saints helping the poor saints at Jerusalem. Much entreaty means that when Paul said no, no, they said yes, no, yes, 
No, yes, yes, take this offering. I can hear Paul now. Folk, I know where you live. You're in deep poverty. And yet they persisted. We want to have a part in the fellowship. See, they were sacrificing, and God had given them the spirit to sacrifice joyfully. I think of a fellow named Bobby Shelton had a, a very successful lawn care business, drove a Lincoln town car. Do you, you have Lincolns over here? This, I'm telling you, this car, I, I said, of course, facetiously, but it was so long you almost needed to unhinge it to get around some of the corners. I mean, he lived in a nice home. And, uh, you know, he had the frills and the fancies. But when I went and presented Faith Promise at their church, I found out that his business was declining. The next year, I go back. And uh, I asked him, I said, Brother Bobby, I said, uh, I said, I understand last year, I said, I understood your business is declining. I said, has it turned around? And I'm thinking since he started giving the missions, yeah, praise God, you know, he said, no. He said, Rich, he said, it's not, it's not turned around. He said, in fact, if the Lord doesn't do something, we're going to lose everything we have. And I had trouble reconciling that, Brother Peter. I said, I don't understand this. Because I've seen God time and again. You give the faith promise, and God starts giving where you give more, and even then you're giving more, and God keeps blessing I know I know some folk that are giving more right now than what their total income was when they first started giving. Their faith promise outstrips their income. What it was, God's blessed them. But it was going the other way. You say, Preach, how do you explain that? Well, let me tell you this first. Brother Bobby told me, he said, I don't know what's happening with our business. But he said, I know one thing. He said, the joy that I found in giving to missions Oh, he said, it's the greatest blessing that's come along in my ministry. And then he, he added, he said, I would to God that I had learned about this years ago. Such a joy to give to missions. See, God had given him the spirit to sacrifice joyfully. You said, well, how do you explain his business failing? Listen to this. Brother Bobby didn't know it. Sister Mary, his wife, didn't know it. Nobody knew it, but he had terminal cancer. And he had carried some fairly large insurance policies that were still in effect. I know from just one policy alone, his wife uh, was to collect $325,000. Just one policy. Hey, uh, see, the Lord knew. And Brother Bobby wasn't going to need that mowing business. Sister Mary wasn't going to need it. But he was sacrificing joyfully. Well, let me give you the last one. We'll close. The Lord's able also to work the supernatural. We said he can do it through our employment. He can do it through a gift or a number of gifts. and may rearrange our outgo, giving us wisdom and grace to be better steward of what we have. He give us a spirit to sacrifice joyfully. Number five, he might work supernatural. You say, preacher, what do you mean? Well, Simon Peter, you know, uh, there's some evidence that he was a little concerned about his finances. And uh, on more than one occasion, when uh, in the Gospel of John chapter 21, when the Lord was out of sight and the income is no longer in sight, he said, I'll go fishing. He wasn't going on just a little pleasurable fishing trip. He was going back to the fishing business. 
to the old way, you know. And you know how the Lord appeared to him on the shore and all. But another occasion in uh, Matthew chapter 17, his tax money was due. And he evidently didn't have the money to pay it. And if that wasn't bad enough, the tax collectors come after Peter for the Lord's taxes. They said, doth not your master pay taxes? Well, when the tax folk come, you won't have the right answers. Amen. And uh, he said, yes. And boy, he goes to the house. He's going to tell the Lord. The IRS is after us or whatever. You know, the folks' name would be over here. Amen. Hey, and Jesus prevented him. And when he talked with him just a little bit, he's saying, in effect, Peter, there's no problem. He said, go to the sea. Go thou to the sea. The word thou means don't go by proxy. Don't send somebody else in your place. You go. And he said, cast and hook. Didn't say anything about any bait. He said, cast and hook and take up the fish that first cometh up. Very first one. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. He said, that taken given to them from me. And listen to the last two words. And thee. And the Lord provided supernaturally for Peter. And I've seen God provide supernaturally in this matter of giving to missions. Amen. I remember on one occasion, I'd put our kids lunch. I don't recommend this, by the way, but the Lord told me to. On Sunday night before, uh, you know, I, I had put their lunch money in church. And this back, you know, a long time ago, it was only $5, but it's for two kids, you know. And uh, so after the service, I said to my wife, I said, honey, you got any money for the kids' lunches this week? She said, no. Why? I said, I put their lunch money in church tonight. She said, why'd you do that? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I said, the Lord told me to. She said, okay. But said, I got enough change for tomorrow, but that's all. Well, I could have borrowed some money, but that sometimes we need to wait on borrowing. Amen. So I was working part-time. Our church was relatively new. And I was working part-time uh, doing Volkswagen repair work, the old Beetle air-cooled engines, you know. And uh, so I figured somebody that knows I work on this, I was building the engines in my basement, keeping things, you know, clean and all, but uh, I would run these engines in the paper and sell them. And boy, I, I, you know, things, the Lord was taking care of things like that. And I said, somebody that knows I'm doing this, going to come by, want a piece of sheet metal, piston, cylinder, or something worth about 10 or $15. He said, why 10 or 15? I gave five. The Lord gives back more than you so, okay? Well, I stayed around the house all day long trying to help the Lord bless me. <laughs> In fact, be quite honest about it. I had even walked out to the end of our driveway. It wasn't very long. I looked at my watch. Oh, I bring that money. I wish you'd bring them on. It's getting kind of late. Would you believe three o'clock that afternoon, no one has come? I thought maybe go and check to see if the road was dug up. Maybe there, you know, uh, near five o'clock. I couldn't put it off any longer. I had to see someone in town before they left from work because they lived on out in the country a ways. And uh, I didn't want to drive way out there, you know. And so uh, that's before we had cell phones and everything. So I get in my little car, my VW. I look, the fuel gauge is below a fourth. I said, Lord, I'm going to even need 
fuel to run this car this week. Please, whoever is supposed to come and bring that money, don't let them come till I get back. And boy, I head out down the road. I'm telling you, I'm doing about all that thing I'll do, you know. And I get about a block from the house, and I see some litter on the left-hand side of the road. The wind's blowing. It's coming right on down. I'm thinking, oh, I wish people wouldn't litter, man. But just before I got to it, it turns its time to look like at a perfect 45-degree angle, time just right. I saw it in the corner of my windshield. I said, whoa, I hit those bricks. I said, that was money. And the devil said, that's old play, monopoly money. You're in a hurry. Go on. Well, if you're broke, you'll take a chance. Amen. And so I go backing up. The same wind that was carrying that money across the road, it stopped halfway across my lane, two-lane road. I didn't even have to get out of my car. I just leaned over like this with the door open, picked it up, and there was two $1 bills that had come unfolded from the other. And then... Another $1 bill folded around a crisp $10 bill. And uh, I looked at that. Of course, that money right now would probably be worth about maybe $55, $60, you know, U.S. money. And if you found a $50 U.S. bill in the road, you'd probably be a little excited about it, wouldn't you? <laughs> so I looked at that. But it wasn't the amount. It was the way that it had come. The Lord timed that. The Lord did that. So uh, years later, I was, uh, and it's after we'd started this ministry, I thought about that. I said, Lord, I said, you let me pick up money out of the road one day from me giving. I said, I'd like for you to do that again just to strengthen my faith. So a fellow named Blaine Powers, you remember Brother Blaine, came by our house, and uh, he said, uh, preach, said, I'm supposed to preach over Faith Baptist Church tonight, and you know, down in North Gus, South, uh, South Carolina, said, won't you go with me if you're not if you're open? I said, I'm free tonight. So I told him, I said, I got to go to town. I got two phone bills. Somehow or another, I missed paying one. I said, I said, I got two phone bills due. And uh, he didn't know it, but it was going to wipe me out. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and, and so we go up there and in his car, and I go in and paid those two months' phone bills. And uh, came back out, got in the car, and he said, have you lost anything? I said, well, my wife thinks I've lost my mind sometimes, but, but no, I don't, I haven't lost anything. He said, you sure? I said, I'm sure. He said, look what I found. And he had a crisp $20, $20 bill folded up. He said, I found that behind the car next to where we were, were parked there. And uh, as I remember, I had walked around that car. He thought I'd lost it. I didn't have 20 to lose. <laughs> Amen. And uh, and I'm thinking to myself, I said, I wish I'd have found it. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> so, <coughs> pardon me. <coughs> so we go down the street just a little ways, and he said, here, said, take this. I said, no, brother, you found it. It's yours. You keep it. He said, take it. I said, no, you found it. It's... He said, preacher, listen, the Lord impressed me to give this to you. He said, take it. I said, no, brother. He said, you pray for the Lord to provide your needs, don't you? I said, yes, sir. He said, the Lord told me to give it to you. He said, now, you take it. <laughs> I reached over. Now, you wouldn't do this, would you? But I reached over, and when I got hold of that money, I said, I got it after all. <laughs> but before I got that money in my pocket, the Lord reminded me, 
In fact, when I had prayed, I prayed for the Lord to give me money out of the street, strengthen my faith for missions. And the Lord reminded, said, you remember that praying that prayer? And I said under my breath, yes, Lord. He said, you put it in Brother Cliff Stansel's mission uh, offering tonight. And so we go on over. Brother Blaine preached. The church took him on for support right there in the service. And uh, the uh, pastor said, we're going to take an offering from Brother Blaine. And I thought about putting it in the offering and giving it back to him. But I didn't feel impressed to. Brother Cliff said, uh, he said, uh, folks that I've been praying, should we really cut back on our missions, taking on more missionaries? And they were supporting over 100 missionaries at that point uh, for like a, a small amount, but it's like for $25 a month. But he said, I've really prayed. And he said, I don't believe we ought to cut back. He said, I believe I've heard from the Lord and God wants us to keep going on. And boy, there was just course of amen from about maybe 80, 85 people. And uh, so they took Brother Blaine on. And after the we went outside, the Lord said, now you give him uh, this money. And here's what the Lord impressed on my heart. I said, Brother Stancil, you was talking about maybe cutting back on your missions giving. I said, God's impressed on my heart to give you this. And I told him how it came about. I said, I prayed for the Lord to give me some money out of the street to put in missions. And I said, God's impressed me to tell you that he's going to continue meeting your missions budget if he has to gather up money out of the streets around here from the different towns to bring it in to support them. And Brother, Brother Stancil was about, I don't know, about 65 or 70 years old. I didn't know a man that old because his feet could go up and down. His feet would go little, little, little. And he's saying, amen, amen. Oh, glory to God. His feet going up and down just flying, you know. I mean, God's good, folk. This is this thing's real. God's in this, Amen. I didn't mean all that loud, <laughs> but uh, preacher, you come, please, and uh, I trust that you'll be praying and again asking the Lord to work through you to supply your need and what you're giving. You know, as a fellow said, I think I can recognize a bargain like this. We pray God enables us to give and then rewards us and blesses us for giving what he's already enabled us and, and uh, given to us to give. That's like me giving Brother Larry. I say, Brother Larry, I love you. God bless you. I'm going to give you. <laughs> I'm going to give you $50. And Brother Larry says, fine. Brother Rawls, I'm going to put it back in your ministry. And uh, then I reward him in addition to the $50 for being faithful to give what I gave to him to start with. This fellow said, I'm not a Jew, but that looks like a bargain to me. <laughs> Amen? Amen.